everybody, I'm John Miller, and this is Everybody Trades. How y'all doing today? It's a wonderful Friday afternoon here in Columbia, Missouri, so I hope everything is peachy and honky-dory with you on this wonderful little planet we call Earth. But you know what? I gotta be honest. There is something that is sticking in my craw a little bit today, and it's from the Adam Carolla show from yesterday. And the only reason this sticks in my craw ever so slightly is, well, I'll be honest, it does trigger something specifically in, and that is the constant want and need for more power. And also, on top of that, the instinct for people when there's a supposed problem or a real problem, the instinct is always for the government to do something, to think about the short-term problems and the short-term solutions, long-term effects and problems and costs down the road be damned. Well, that's not a great tack to take in any individual's life, much less an entire society and certainly a government with its policy. That's no type of way to live, is to always focus on the short-term without looking at the long-term. And getting back to the Adam Carolla show, one reason I was surprised about this particular clip I'm about to play is that normally we've got three people here who are pretty diverse in opinion and often disagree with each other. You'll first hear Adam Carolla talking, followed by Brian Bishop, and Brian often famously disagrees with Adam on the show quite frequently. But they're pretty simpatico here, and you'll also hear Gina Grad a little bit in the background as well. And what sets up this particular soundbite is the previous day, Adam had had James Brolin on the show for a really fun interview. And James Brolin is, as you might know, the husband of Barbara Streisand. Now, they were sort of, Adam in particular, was humorously noting that James Brolin came in in a massive Ford Raptor truck that was not only the which I was actually above and beyond in terms of gas guzzling of your standard Raptor of today. He even went back to 2017 to get the V8 was what Adam was noting and making a humorous contrast with his wife who has received awards for her work with spreading the good word of global warming as it were. So with that, that's a pretty good setup. Let's take a listen. I'm not one of these guys who does the, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he wants to save the world, but he flies yes, privately I, to yes. the summit. I hate, I hate that guy. I, I, I don't I feel, like those people. I feel the exact same way about this James Brolin story as I did about when Al Gore came out with uh, Inconvenient Truth. It was like, he flies around in a private jet. He's, eh, he's This person, Brolin and the foundation or Gore, they're doing good for the world. What they do to do good for the world is, is minuscule compared to the, the, the good they're spreading, the information. Completely in, down. in this respect, I, I'm I'm down with that. There, there's a certain point where the optics are weird. Like if you own too many homes uh-huh. and have too many incandescent light bulbs right. or something, like you got to walk the walk mm-hmm. as much as you can. Yeah. But uh, flying, I don't know. It's almost like saying, oh, not this president, but oh, the last president's yeah. down with the environment, flying around in Air Force yeah. One. You know how much that costs. You know what that does yeah. to the atmosphere. Like it's like, all right. yeah, forget yeah. all that stuff. Right, but. If you're making policy, feel free to fly around to the private jet. You're affecting untold millions. I, I agree. I just don't think Babs is photographed riding shotgun yeah. in the Raptor <laughs> that often. Okay, so as I listen back to that, I probably should 
chill the F out a little bit, right? You know, they're obviously just making a humorous observation for the most part there, but it just struck me a little bit when one of my heroes, the great ace man, Adam Carolla, said that he hated me because I got to be honest with you all. I am that guy who says, oh, really, Al Gore? You're just going to fly all about around the world and yada, yada, yada. Well, let me let me address some things really quickly before you all write me off as a nut job. Can you give me that? Can you give me that before you completely write me off? Okay, thanks. So here's the deal. First of all, at the very end there, Brian Bishop really kind of makes my point. My recent point, if you've res- listened to a recent episode of this show, in the title is The Crowding Out Effect. Well, I talk about the crowding out effect and very specifically about in context of actual, it's actually perfect timing, airplane travel. That's what we were just discussing because there was a leaked memo, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, where it said that the Green New Deal was going to attempt within 10 years to outlaw air travel completely, essentially. Well, people sort of rightly ridiculed that to some point to one point is realistic. But on the other hand, I, what is not realistic is that you're going to see a crowding out effect of flight. You see, it was sort of my point was made there when Brian Bishop said, well, hey, if you're a policymaker, then go ahead and fly around. You know, that information that you put out there is going to do a better good versus the amount of energy that you burn. Well, again, it's not about making air travel illegal. So you don't have to illegalize air travel for a large segment of society if you just simply make it too expensive for them to fly. You see, that's the trick. You see, all these elitists, and that is that is one of the most elitist things I've ever heard said on that show, is that, well, if you're a policymaker, if you're an important person like James Brolin or Al Gore, then... By all means, go around and fly. And another thing, since when is the spread of information in 2019 in an internet-connected world require air travel throughout the land? Where is that written? And I'm sorry, the same people who would have made fun of Republican Congressman Larry Craig for his wide stance... Remember that guy, the guy who railed against homosexuality and then was caught trying to solicit a man in an airport? See, people rightly then thought, with his based purely on his actions, that, gee, maybe this guy isn't quite as against homosexuality as he preaches to be publicly. I think that's a fair thing to say, wouldn't you? So again, if your thing is fossil fuels are literally going to boil the planet and kill us all if we don't taper our consumption, then how is that not how is it not a fair thing for me to question your actual belief in your supposed big cause, Mr. Gore? See, I just think I don't know if James Brolin, I don't know how much he believes in it. I just think that him and Babs are attracted to each other and they love each other. Apparently, I think she looks the other way and he looks the other way on some of her stuff, I imagine. But that's just me guessing. What do I really know? You see, my whole beef with the global warming, climate change, propaganda, in my opinion, 
it really has nothing to do with science. I don't have a lot of science-based arguments for you, and guess what? I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a climate scientist. I'm not a physicist, any of that stuff. But I do understand economics, and I do understand political power. And frankly, all of the arguments that are based in government policy are all, in fact, about economics and political power. Very little of their arguments have anything to do with science in terms of the actual solutions. Look at it. It's all, hey, we're going to raise taxes and give more power to the government. Gee, isn't that convenient that, yet again, that the solution, quote-unquote, that the government is proposing is to give itself more power and to take more money and thus power from all of us. Oh boy, I can't wait for a world where only rich people can fly. Gee, that'll be so great. You see, yeah, we'll have 90% of people won't be able to fly and thus, because it'll be too expensive. That's going to be the goal. So therefore then, the calculus is 90% emissions will go down. We'll beat emissions by 90%. Congratulations. Then we'll have just a elite class of people who are only essentially, yeah, there may not be a, the, you're all allowed to fly if you can fork over 1,500,000 million dollars for a ticket, but no, most people aren't going to be able to do that. Basically, if global warming is this gigantic problem, and it's if I accept the premise that we're all going to die, essentially. We're all going to have to get to Mars if we're going to survive this. If we don't take action right now, massive collective action, we're still going to need the market to figure it all out. We're still going to need people, their individual choices, figuring out all types of different things. Like, Not only that, how to mitigate this type of thing. We're going to have to figure out where to move, where to go. What types of houses to build? What types of crafts that we need to build? Or we're going to have to figure out how to get to Mars, too. If we really need to get to Mars, my goodness, there's no way the government's going to be able to figure that out. We're going to need a lot of smart people working on a whole bunch of different things that they are specialized in with their specialized knowledge to get it all done. And this idea, again, this elitist argument... What in the world does Al Gore know about science? What scientific degree or specialty does he have? What lab has Al Gore ever been in? See, I'm at least willing to admit that there are things that I don't know, that there are a lot of things that I don't know, that I'm just one man. Find me somebody on that side of the argument who is super-duper gung-ho about putting all of the power in a centralized government, not just in America, but indeed a world intergovernmental panel, for instance. Yeah, the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change that won the Oscar or the Nobel with Al Gore. I can't remember which, maybe both. But regardless, these people want a world government to control almost literally any aspect of your life. They don't want you to eat meat. They don't want you to fly. They don't want you to drive. Or they want you to drive the tiniest cars in the world. Or they want you to be on rails instead. By the way, how much easier is it going to be to collect taxes from you when everybody is on a bus 
or a public rail. Going to be a lot easier, won't it? We all have to go through with our little IDs and eyeball recognition and stuff. How's that for a little 1984? Anyway, I know that a lot of you are going to say, my goodness, what a nut job. John has completely lost his mind here. He's He's not buying into the notion that we're gonna that the planet's gonna boil and we all have to move to Mars. What a what a psychopath that he doesn't believe that. Well, you know, just for I'll leave you with one final thought, and this is pure economics, supply and demand, econ one oh one. All these people who are really big on the catastrophe aspect of climate change, especially the elites that we're talking about, the Al Gores of the world, right? The Leonardo DiCaprios. Where do they live? They all live on the coasts of America. They live in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, New York. Why is that real estate still so much higher? Why do they all want to live there? If it was really true, if they really believed all this, wouldn't real estate in flyover country where I'm speaking to you right now, wouldn't that be the biggest bargain of all bargains of all time? Wouldn't Leo start buying up ranches in North Dakota and as far inland and as high elevation as he could possibly get? Because that would be the greatest investment of all time if this particular thing comes to fruition. And you know what? I'm not even saying that the earth isn't getting warmer because I'm not one of these people that says that there must be a correct temperature and any deviation from that temperature means catastrophe. Let's say we're coming out of a slight ice age. We're at the back end of one. Who knows? Maybe we are. We don't know what the correct temperature is. But again, if you really think it's getting warmer, maybe buy some real estate in Canada. You ever think about that? The point is, these people don't put their money where their mouths are. They just don't. And they don't, when they really put their money where their mouths are, and the irony is, see, all these, all these people in Hollywood who are big on, the, again, the catastrophe element and wanting to raise taxes on people, raise fees on people and businesses, put more and more power into the government, what happens? Again, what happens when they have to put their money where their mouth is? Well, they leave the high-tax and burdensome areas of Los Angeles and Hollywood and California, and they go to Canada. They go to Georgia. They go to New Mexico. They go to these places that are low-tax so they can keep more of their profits. Oh, doesn't it hurt? Doesn't it hurt that your Hollywood buddies are exploiting your labor now? Oh, they're taking your surplus value. That's got to hurt. That's really, really got to hurt. And they're taking the money out of the community, as you all like to say. Oh, it's got to hurt. But you know what? When it comes time for Hollywood and those people to put their money where their mouth is, they'll tell you what they really think. So you know what? If that makes Adam Carolla hate me, you know what? I can live with that because I still love Adam Carolla. I love the show, and I'm still going to keep on listening. And you know what? I hope you all keep listening to Everybody Trades, too, because I'm going to keep on doing it. Hope you all have a good Friday afternoon. I'm going to be loving mine as well. Bring on the weekend, baby. See you all later.